Hey, sports dads. Are you ready for the best combination of fatherhood and football talk? Well, let's go. It's that time to have a conversation about fatherhood and football and relation. Ready, set, hut, grab your kids and huddle up. We might get deep, but just run it up the cut. So put your jersey on and clap for the whole team. It's a dance thing, yeah, you know what I mean. So tell a friend to tune in if you heard me. To the best show in town every Thursday. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood and football, it's a dad's thing. Fatherhood and football. Welcome to a Dad's Thing podcast, Fatherhood and Football. I am James Simmons, your in-studio host dad of two amazing daughters. I'm a former middle school, high school, and college football coach, as well as a former wide receiver at D1AA Fordham University in the Bronx. Today we are joined by Jerry McDermott. Jerry and I played wide receiver at Fordham University during the 96 and 97 seasons. Today, Jerry and his wife, Jane, are raising their two sons, Rory and Finn, and one daughter, Catherine. Jerry, welcome to the show, bro. James, how are you? Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Man, it's been a while, uh, and it's always good to uh, catch up uh, with, uh, as I say, one of my little brothers, although you... uh, tower over me in stature um but it's good to see you man i got you made it you made it up with speed (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it you know i always say i had to make it up with something because i was just a little guy out there running for my life and uh trying to avoid the big hit so i did what i had to do uh while you were outside uh doing what you had to do Um, yeah good to see you man How, how how are you i'm good i'm good hanging in there you know yeah, just doing the best what everybody can do during these rough times. But, you know, we're hanging in there. And, you know, I have my, uh, as you mentioned, my three kids, my wife, Jane. We also have my uh, two grandfathers, the two fathers living with us, too. So we're a nice little family of seven out here in Huntington, New York. So, um, you know, settle down. This is, you know, it's not, it's a great little town to be uh, raising a family. We, we love it out here, you know. Well, you're definitely closer to uh, my part of town, you know, uh, and I say closer, it's still about an hour away, but Eastern Long Island, that's definitely a lot closer than where you were when we met uh, back in our day at school. So nice, nice. I'm glad you like it out there. Glad you like it out there. But listen, man, do me a favor, you know, just share a little bit um, with the audience, uh, you know, how our paths crossed uh, back in the day uh, when we were a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to uh, St. Peter's Prep. It was a Jesuit school in Jersey City, and uh, I followed the Jesuit path up to Fordham University. And I remember walking into uh, I remember walking into Fordham, and uh, we had this little tiny locker room with like wooden lockers, and uh, Dale Pruitt, Rob Davis. Jason Pellick, like we, we, I remember the freshman wide receivers, they all came walking in. And then one of the first guys that was in the row was uh, Dave Skoblik. And I remember seeing number five, James Simmons. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the first real introduction to, uh, you know, the, all the wide receivers down there. And that was the first time I ever actually met you. And I remember I sat there, I was like, oh, this kid must be a tailback. <laughs> you know, and then I was like sitting there and then they're like, nope, nope, he's your, he's your flanker. He's your, you know, and, uh, I forget how what the offenses. I, I did three different offenses there. I yeah. don't know if you were X, Y, or Z, but I think uh, you know 
Yeah. But that was my first real introduction to college football. I remember walking into those old wooden lockers at Fordham University and I ran into you and Scooby first. And and if I'm not mistaken, those old wooden lockers, I think those were an upgrade from my those first were an upgrade I hear yeah. from what you guys had the year before. That was a big step for us. Uh, that that was the selling point to get to get Jerry McDermott. <laughs> we had to get some lockers uh, updated. So that is some good stuff, man. And I just remember you coming in, man, and you know, just like a lot of those names you mentioned, young guys and, you know, just want to help uh, as best as I can, you know, with a little bit I, I knew at the time. But, you know, just being amazed at the skill set, you know, and, you yeah. know, I know you'll talk a little bit about high school and we'll share some stories, you know, about our college days. But I always said um, you had the best set of hands that I had ever yeah. seen in all the years that I played ball. And, you know, kids nowadays, they see the you know, the, the NFL guys, I'm not going to name any names of making the one hand catches. And, you know, the one guy, you know, at, with the Giants made the big catch. Um, yeah. But I saw that on a regular by you. You know, you had the greatest set of hands. Um, <laughs> and you said I had some wheels, but your hands were just tremendous, Jerry. Um, and they weren't even bigger than mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate that. The hands is what basically got me where I was uh, supposed to you know the speed wasn't getting me where i was supposed to <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean you had that little giddy up and you know we'll talk yeah. about that but you know you had a football iq um and, and i was taught to be a student of the game uh by our, right. our big, my big brother cal um and uh it, the game is about inches um and angles you know coach Zabrowski yeah. talked about angles and you were always in the right spot at the right time um never breaking stride and i mean you had some long catches for touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I know it was it was a funny thing. Like, it's a hard thing to explain to people, but, you know, especially when people, even people who play the skill positions and the wide receiver positions, you know, for some reason, you know, I remember in my playing days when I'd go running out in a route and I'd be watching the defense shifting and the linebackers come out. I don't know. It kind of, everything kind of was, was slowed down for me a little yeah. bit. I was able to find holes in certain aspects and, you know, the flow of the game. It wasn't the actual speed flowing down, but just in my mind when I was running routes, things kind of just, you know, I, I, I don't know what it was. It kind of, it, things, it, it kind of came into focus at a little bit of a slower feed that I was, uh, speed that I was able to like find little openings. And also like, you know, any, you, you guys were in tons of meetings with Pat and Oden, man. We were, if we were ever supposed to run a 15 yard in route, <laughs> I wouldn't get, I wouldn't, by the time they went to three step drop, I wasn't at the 15 <laughs> yards. I would always cut it about nine. <laughs> we had so much fun with that because you definitely took a couple of yards off the route. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe that was the timing thing that you needed because it worked. Um, and uh, like I said, big play after big play. Um, my two years with you definitely appreciate seeing that. Um, yeah. But, you know, things were a little bit different in high school, right? You mentioned yeah. St. Peter's prep. Um, you guys had some success there. Um, yeah. You know, you did your thing. Tell me a little bit about how your high school career looked and just a little bit of, you know, the Jerry McDermott I didn't see. Um, I mean, you know, I remember going to St. Peter's and it was more, it was a big Catholic football factory. Um, even back then, it's, you know, obviously the, the, the high school game has completely changed. They're on television now and all that stuff. It's, 
it's a kind of a little bit, you know, as some people could think it's a little bit out of control, but, um, you know, going in there, I remember I went to St. Peter's and I was a running back my whole life at youth football. And uh, I, I got in there and I remember looking around and I saw like a couple guys that I played with that were like big time players right off the bat. And they all went big time D1. They were like running backs go over here. And I looked at all those guys going over running back. And I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll try receiver. <laughs> and then, uh, so I started the first time I played receiver, I was 14. And then I kind of, you know, grew into that position. Um, and, you know, my sophomore year, I didn't really play that much um, uh, on varsity. And then my junior year was a big stepping year for me. Um, and then, you know, going into senior year is when things started to pick up from the recruiting aspect. And, you know, I grew into a frame of a, of a wide receiver. Um, and, you know, we had, we had big time success. We were number one team in the country, our junior year and, uh, and then, not in the country, in the state and number five in the country. And then, uh, my senior year, we had a couple big time injuries from some, some guys and, uh, we got to the state championship against Burton Catholic again, but we lost to them. And, um, yeah, that's, that was the high school career, high school career. And what, what got you into, uh, what got you into football brothers? Pops, cousins. It's funny. I'm the youngest of six, mm -hmm. um, but my, my, my siblings are all in. I have two brothers and then three sisters, and they all fall between a, a year um, and a year and a half in age group. And then there's a five-year gap from my sisters down to me. Gotcha. Uh, my parents are right off the boat from Ireland, so American sports wasn't something that they were like instilling in us. All, all my siblings from top to bottom, we all were athletic. We all played sports. None of them played football, though. My uh, basketball and baseball and soccer were big things growing up in my house. Uh, the dynamic of football basically was me going down with a couple friends down to the uh, Manor Field, Manor Park in Kearney, New Jersey, and throwing the football around hours after the day and then got into tackle going into that you know gotcha 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 nice to hear you know how that started because like you said not big you know sports from parents but and not yeah. really you know the football playing some other sports so curious how you got involved and then really developed right you know you yeah. mentioned growing into your body you know your frame as a wide receiver and then going on from there and, and you know and it was funny because you know now it's like being a father like uh, we you know thinking about it I'm, we're like crazy about screen time with our children and because when we were younger i used to leave the house at 8 a.m and come home and my mom would say come home at 8 p.m yep, uh, yep or come home for 7 p.m for dinner yep. and now like if my kid left my house at like 8 a.m <laughs> and i didn't hear from him by 8 45 i'd be like what the hell's going on you know um but you know now we're looking at screen time a big part of our youth growing up and getting into football was when madden came out right right it was you know you, you the, the video game thing started to go so you go down you go to the park you play your game, throw the football around, then you come yeah. back and play Madden for a little bit. And I think that was a huge part of, um, you know, expo like getting more exposure for, you know, because we were growing up, we just were in New York, you were only able to watch the Jets and the Giants. Now you can watch, you know, yeah. all every market, you know? Gotcha. No, it's definitely um, a different time when we grew up, like you're saying, yeah. out and about playing sports, you know, with your friends from sun up <laughs> to sun yeah. down. And, and I remember those things too totally different now you know my yeah. kids are nine and seven and it's like yeah they're they're here you know it's it's a different environment and yeah. uh, more probably a little bit more protective you know the type of area that we live yeah in. So yeah i agree and it's funny everything's kind of like managed to play dates yeah. um 
you know, we kind of would say, hey, we didn't have cell phones. We would say after school, everybody meet at the park. Exactly. If people were able to go, they were able to go. If they weren't, they weren't able to go. Although now it's almost, you know, everything's set up through the parents for to go to somebody's house and go to, you know, I, I do agree. It's more of a protective ring of, um, I don't know why it went that route, but uh, that's, that's, that's the route we are. in or how we're raising our parents, kids. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, you start talking a little bit about high school and, you know, that championship game, you know, yeah. you, you, you mentioned injuries and I know you suffered an injury. Was that your yeah. senior year in your last game? before yeah. moving on to college yeah last yeah. game third quarter um of my last game at giant stadium um i yeah i caught a pass going across the middle uh, the pass was like a little bit low in front of me i caught it i put my right foot down and i got hit by a, a guy i'm burden catholic um and i did a complete somersault when i landed on my butt my leg was kind of pointed to the a little bit off degree so I kind of rolled over on my knees and I got up and I took two steps and uh, I went down and uh, that was a big turning point in my life. You know, I ended up tearing my ACL, PCL, uh, MCL and my meniscus. How did you rebound from that? And, you know, I asked because, you know, we got some fathers out there listening. Now I know some who've uh, had kids that have suffered some injuries and, you know, it could be devastating. You know, I have a brother yeah. and, I, and, I've, and I've, I've already said, you know, you, you've had the greatest set of hands that I've ever seen. Um, and to play at that position, um, probably the best person I've ever seen in person, you know, play. Yeah. I've got a brother that's your age, you know, two years younger than me. Yeah. He was a phenomenal running back. Um, and unfortunately, he suffered in the injury and um, it just destroyed his world. Football was yeah. everything. How did you focus or regain focus to move forward? Yeah, it, it, it was funny because when you really look back at that, you know, being the youngest of six and, you know, my mom was a nurse and my dad worked on the trains, you know, my whole mindset was, you know, my, my, all my siblings went to private schools too. My parents worked really, really hard. They sent us to Catholic school from kindergarten through high school and all of us went to private colleges. Um, you know, for me, it was like one of my main goals was to get a full scholarship to yeah. the highest level I could. Um, and when that happened, you know, it was almost like I didn't, t when I got hurt, it wasn't initially almost just about me and my football career. Yeah. It was about my parents yeah. and what I thought I was going to be able to do for them. Right. Financially. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, but it was also, you know, being at that point, you're sitting there being like, you know, you thought you were going to go to a certain level and everything is going to be taken care of. And then you're like laying on the turf and being like, this is not a good situation. You know, when I, when I landed on my rear end and looked down at my leg and I saw it in the way it wasn't supposed to, it was, I knew, I knew the next couple of months, I didn't know if I was going to play football. Again. Man, that was, that was, that was a major thing, man, man. Um, thanks for sharing. And, you know, in, in separate conversations, you know, I played two years of ball, uh, before you got there and, um, I always played for others. That was really yeah. my thing. You know, I had no aspirations of, you know, trying to play, play in the pros or anything like that. Yeah. And um, I've said to myself, man, if I could have given Jerry my ACL or whatever other ligaments he needed, <laughs> as well as my brother, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would have given up two years of eligibility because you guys were just that special, you know? So <laughs> I'm definitely glad, you know, unfortunate what happened. Um, yeah. I'm glad our paths definitely crossed. 
because you know you got it's funny you said that you got to take the positives with that you know I, there, there, there's so many you know of, of, if i look back at that day that i got hurt and i thought where my road was going and then where it was going after the injury for me to go to fordham university and the path that i went that way with the people i met up there and the amazing things and some tragedies that happened up at fordham yeah. it would have never happened if i didn't get hurt and like right. you know you look at it not to be so much i wouldn't be on this podcast with yeah. you if I didn't get hurt. So there's our, you have to sometimes, you really have to take a step back and look at you, you when really bad things happen, they're really good, positive things that come out of it. Gotcha. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. And, you know, we're at Fordham now, uh, yeah. you know, and, you know, we met my junior year. So we had two years together um, yeah. after I left, you know, you had different coaches, you know, come in, it wasn't as stable, you know, as I had it. You know, yeah. um, how was those, you know, last two years uh, for you? You know, the last two years, I mean, you know, we, you know, you, you had, you had, it's really tough when you have your, your recruiting coaches uh, leave. So, you know, when coach Quartero and coach Mariani and they, they all left, that's my sophomore year. And you went into junior year, you know, Ken O'Keefe came up there and we didn't really know anything about him, but he was a D3 powerhouse coach. Um, and you know, he came in at, at my junior year and that was my most successful year, uh, on the field personally. And it was my, our most successful year from a record standpoint, uh, his, my, our junior year. Um, and then, you know, you can't really blame some of these guys, you know, because like, the funny thing when you go from high school to college is that these guys have families and these coaches and, you know, he got an opportunity to go coach out at the university of Iowa. So, you know, he did what, you know, he did his one year at Fordham and we had success and I was really looking forward to him being, you know, coming in for my senior year, but, you know, he goes out to Iowa and people yeah. were mad and people were angry, but you really can't be mad or angry at, uh, you know, an opportunity like that. Because if you look at it, a coach does the same thing as a player, same thing as a high school, you want to go to the biggest program you can. And it doesn't matter if you're a player, coach, or an athletic director. The main thing is to try to get to the top. Yeah, so, and, 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 we, and we've seen a lot of that just this off season. Uh, it's not yeah. even the off season. Guys were leaving, you know, at, you know, before the last game uh, was over. We got new changes at Notre Dame, LSU, yeah. USC, um, and a lot of other places as well. So we see it um, as a player. I definitely hurt disappointed if that was a yeah. guy who brought me in so it's part of the business part of the business to ask you this you know because i had dave on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah. and he talked about uh your sophomore year the yeah. high game and uh, he told me some stuff that i didn't even know <laughs> and that uh, had me rolling about the last play and what he yeah. told you you know give us that story from your well, I perspective. Mean, the, the, that, that play, <laughs> it, it really, you know, it's probably, you know, in the, in of the things that went on my junior and senior year and when things started to, you know, we were, you know, I started becoming more and more involved in yeah. the thing, you know, those were more successful from a personal standpoint, but that moment, that last drive against Lehigh, there was a fourth and 10 in there too. And there was a fourth and three. And it, it was just, you know, with all the emotions of what happened the year before with Philly, with your guys senior year, all the practices that we used to go into, I could never get out of a, a cut. I, I would catch every fade. They would throw the ball and at the fade route, I would have no problem catching, but they would ask me to do a pressure out. It yep. would take me like four seconds to get out of the outcut. <laughs> so they would always throw the fade to me and do a outcut uh, out to Scooby on the right. So the first play on third down, they did the outcut to Scooby and it went incomplete. 
And then they came back and they were like, all right, we're going to go to jet. We're going to come back and we're going to do another outcut. And, and Medine like looked at Scooby and Scooby's like said, nope, we're, it's for throwing the outcut to Jerry. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't, I, the outcut's not my thing. And he was like, I'm like, I'm a fade guy. And he's like, the outcut's coming to you and Billy's going to be with you. And then, you know, the rest is not history, but the rest is kind of history. It was great. It was one of the greatest <laughs> moments in my college career. And I think maybe, you know, you can look back and, you know, people still talk about it in the Fordham days. Man, Going we, back from that. we talk about that game. We talk about the play and it's still whatever little bit of hair I have, you know, in the back yeah. of my neck, it makes it uh, stand up, you know, and yeah. we had an opportunity uh, to share a moment, you know, after you made that play and you yeah. sat on the bench, came over, everybody hooting and hollering. And I didn't come up to you right immediately. I waited for that to die down because the emotion was just so intense. And I remember coming up to you, you sitting down, I'm standing up and we're about the same height <laughs> and I just grabbed your hand. And I started pounding your chest. And if I, my memory serves me right, I just said, that's how you make a play. That's yeah, how you make a play. It's funny, you know, I just got kind of, I got the chills you saying that because if you eat little things in your football career, in your life, that like when you get little, you, there's things that you won't really remember until someone reminds you. And we spoke before we got on here and you told me that. And I remembered sitting there and I was holding your hand and I had a pink towel draped yep. over my head because it was a, it was hot that day. <laughs> And, and I was sitting there and I held your hand and you were like pounding me like this. And I, and I do remember that. I, that that's one of, that's another, that's another fond memory of that thing. And then going into overtime. Yeah. And uh, know, that, that, that's a moment that will uh, stick with me forever. You know, and yeah, that was just my yeah, way yeah. of saying, thank you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my team, you showed up and showed out. And what a lot of people don't know about that game, we started two and oh, right. Yep. We lost six in a row. Yeah. And we were, and this is what I'm thinking after I've, you know, had a chance to be away from the game and think about it. We were so prepared for those first two games uh, yeah. because of what it meant. And it took so much out of us. And I think yeah. once we got that win, it was kind of like, <sighs> I can breathe now. And it was like yeah. the rest of the season almost was just, it just was a formality, you know, and yeah. we were fortunate to win the last three games. But that took so much out of us, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, in fairness, I was only a sophomore and uh, you guys were seniors. Yeah. And, you know, I know like the whole Billy aspect uh, with him passing away, that, that was a huge part of you guys as mm -hmm. seniors. He was part of your recruiting class. You're, you know, going through the four years, he was probably, he was most definitely going to be a captain with you guys. Um, and, you know, that, you know, the, the, I was a very small piece of that just because I kind of grew up with Billy. Yeah. Uh, but you guys had to carry that load of, um, you know, that that legacy of trying to, you know, honor Billy that senior year for you guys. And I mean, that was that was a big emotional burden for a lot of people. So, you know, that was that was a big time tragedy to hit that university and that football team. And, you know, people still <laughs> not to get emotional. People still haven't recovered from that. Really. I, I, I believe it. I believe it uh, to the core of my being. Uh, and uh, that's just uh, how special he was. And yeah. for us to be, uh, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds, uh, just trying to figure out life, you know, that's a big yeah. thing. And, 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 you know, that, you know, sometimes when a tragedy like that happens, you know, on the scale of it happening at homecoming and all this stuff, it's just, you know, it really, you know, it makes kids, it makes, it made kids grow up real quick. 
we, yeah. we, we faced a big life test that day. <laughs> um, but I'll remember, remember that day. And, and we have some yeah. good memories of uh, your sophomore year, my senior year, and, and what I call the play. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the play. Yeah. Uh, so now, man, nowadays, uh, we talked about your kids, you know, your yeah. two boys. Uh, your daughter and um, I, I saw online. I was mentioning. I saw your oldest make this catch over <laughs> his head, and I'm like, "Whoa!" So, what, what's football looking like uh, in the McDermott house now? Football is a it's a big time um, it's a big time aspect of our lives. Um, it's a it's a big commitment. It's also a big commitment from a family standpoint. Like my kids wanted to start playing tackle football when they were like five. Like football Sundays at our house, where I feel terrible because I'm a diehard Jet fan, and so is my family, and I feel like I'm going to put them through a long couple of years of suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I got my hand raised. Me too. But uh, you know, we're big time football Sundays. We try to go to a game or two a year. Um, and then my kids wanted to start playing tackle, but you know, my wife wanted to hold off a little bit because you know we can't be blind of how physical the game is. Right. Um, and uh, so they started to play tackle around eight years old. Gotcha. Um, and uh, you know, it, it, you know, we try to be humble about our kids, but sometimes you know, my my kids work really hard to be good at sports, and uh, you know, and uh, they they deserve a lot of their credit on their own. Um, I mean, I'm out there throwing the ball to Rory you know, all the time and Finn's out there covering them. And, you know, they love, they love the game. My, my, uh, he's, he plays wide receiver for us day and he, he loves it. And, uh, you know, he, he loves carrying that little tradition, and, <laughs> you know, and we, 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 we play on, uh, you know, we play on pretty high level youth yeah. football. Um, and, uh, and my middle guy, Finn plays uh running back and, um, middle linebacker and sometimes he plays quarterback but it's definitely a bug my daughter plays flag does she gotcha so, yeah so, yeah and she, she loves it gotcha. so. <laughs> i can see my oldest daughter who's nine um playing some flag football uh she's yeah. very competitive uh she loves basketball but she just loves to be out there you know with yeah. the, the guys and the girls and i love it what is it i want to ask you this question do they know that dad you know, had skills. What, what, what does that conversation look like at the dinner table or in the backyard? <laughs> to, to, to be fair, you know, I, 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 I could, I could come across sounding like humble on this radio, but I'm not, I'm not that humble with my kids. Listen. I tell them that whenever I tell them, so whenever we have our conversations after the games, because you know, no matter how old my kids are from the very beginning of sports, even if they didn't keep scores of games, I always told my children if they won or lost, because I think it's a huge aspect to show if you win, it shows all the hard work you put in. And if you lose, it shows that you have to work a little bit harder to win. The whole point of a game is why it's called a game is there's winners and losers. And I think our societies are going a little bit away from that. They think everybody deserves to have a trophy. Um, but, you know, sometimes when I sit there and I, you know, I throw in my two cents and my kids look over at me and I'm like, hey. Your pop used to be able to play to play this game pretty well. So, I mean, you know, you have to give me, you know, you have to give me, throw me a little bit of a bone, and I know yeah. what I'm talking about. Sometimes. See, see, listen, I, I know you, uh, and I know you have confidence, you know. Yeah. So I just had to ask the question, and I knew I would get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, like if, if you get to that level, you have to. If you get to that level, and sometimes you know, all these kids, 
you know, these days they think it's all about Notre Dame and all about Florida State and going to Oregon and all this stuff. If, if you now, in today's game, if yeah. you get into high school and you get a scholarship to go play at Fordham University, yeah. that means you were real successful. Yeah. You were successful in the classroom and on the football field. Like, right. you know, some of these guys are getting caught up on these big program aspects. I mean, if you get into some of these Division One AA things and even smaller Division One, I, I mean, you're a football player. You, you, can, you can play. You know, um, but yeah. you also you also have to have a little bit of cockiness and a little bit of, uh, you know, you want to go out there and be great. You have to you have to maybe you know, I have to think you're great. Listen, you know, it's it's funny. And I'd, I'd love, you know, your approach, you know, uh, hey, there's wins and losses. If you lose, you got to work a little bit harder. You know, yeah. I had a conversation with my oldest daughter who runs cross country and, um, you know, she 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 knows what first place, second place, third place means. Right. I'm yeah. like, if you want that, you got to go get it, right? And you yeah. can't, you know, pace off of somebody else that may be a little bit slower than you. You got to go get yeah. what you want. So it's uh, interesting uh, how now as a dad, I have those conversations and I try to navigate yeah. uh, hey. good teamwork, but still, you know, busting your butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want people, you, you, you have to, you have to put both sides into it. You have to be like good teamwork, shake the hand. You have to be, you have to teach your kids that you have to be, I mean, in this day and age, it's all about win, win, win. I get it. But you have to teach your kid character-wise. You have to be a really amazing yeah. loser to be a great winner. Like, I mean, you, you have to, you have, if you lose the game, you have to be able to shake your opponent in the hand and yeah. say, thank you. You're like, you beat me. I'm going to come back next time and beat you. You have to be a gracious loser. And, it, it, and um, you know, you go through these things. And it, it's funny that you said, like, when we go to sports, usually my wife are all over the place. So sometimes we have two cars at a game and it, it's funny, like if my kids if my kids don't play well, you know, they'll be like, I'm going home in mommy's car. Like, nah, 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 nah. You're coming home in daddy's car. And we're gonna have, and, you know, we have a talk. Yeah, we're gonna have a talk. <laughs> now, do you coach any of your kids? Have um, you coached I, them? You know, it, it, I I coach I I coach my daughter's flag football okay. team. I coach my boys in flag. Uh, coaching them in tackle. Um, I I did it. I was helped out at the beginning of one year of PAL and I just I, I knew it wasn't something I was going to do well at with my son gotcha um you know I don't know what it was I just knew my presence yeah on the field there I had high expectations for them and not high expectations to always you know I just I have high expectations to all for them to always work hard um I just felt like my concentration wouldn't be on all 11 kids on the field I would try to really focus on my son and that's not fair to the other 10. So I knew that coaching youth sports on my son's team wasn't something I was going to be good at. Understood. I mean, and, and we have to have that awareness, you know what I mean? Uh, we want yeah. to be there for our kids and sometimes the best way is not to be on the sideline, you know, yeah. have those conversations afterwards, let's work out in the backyard, weight room, whatever it may be. So let somebody yeah. else coach, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, we still got to go home and be dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the car ride home, you know, <laughs> be vicious sometimes but once we get out of the car we come in and i'm like make sure you don't tell your mother everything i said to you in the car <laughs> and you know that's what they're going to do <laughs> listen man you know you played ball high school played college ball you know you follow the game you know what are some of the things that you've learned that you try to give to your kids today as they're on their athletic journeys uh you know the, the funny thing is you know there's, I try to say that, you know, especially how they, you know, when they have an early success, 
I don't want them to get too complacent. There's always someone, your kids, you know, right now really depends on, you know, my wife is a, my wife is a, a college athlete too, and she's tall and my kids are big. And a lot of their advantages right now in sports are their size. Gotcha. They are athletic. I don't want to, even my, my daughter, she's a tall girl too, but you know, size wins in youth sports. And there, there's someone's always going to catch up to you. Someone's always going to start working harder than you. And you can never really get complacent. I just always thought in football, it was so funny because it was one of the, it was one of the sports that, you know, when you got, when you, when you got up there, your freshman year, you were lucky to play freshman ball and maybe JV. And then your sophomore year, really that junior to senior year is when those sophomores came up as juniors, you were coming to seniors and someone was coming to maybe take your position. If you were at, right. at, at our high school, if you yeah. played two years of varsity, that's a big deal. If you played three years of varsity, you were probably going to Michigan or Notre Dame or something like that. Um, but like, I, I just think football, football gets a bad reputation that it's just like, you know, I don't think people really truly understand the X's and O's of football and the amount of work and, the amount of studying that went into it. People always relate to like football players being like these, the, the, yeah, yeah, dumb jock like type of stuff. I don't think they understood the playbooks and then off those playbooks, the audibles and off the, you know, and every sport has their intricacies to every little thing that makes it a dynamic sport. But football, definitely, uh, I think for, from a standpoint of balancing, uh, you know, football, schoolwork, um, and, you know, just, you know, you, there was days that we would come out and walk into the cafeteria. People would be coming from baseball. You know, maybe the pitchers had ice packs in the thing, but I would have an ice pack on my knee. You, you, you know, all of it, like the wear and tear on your body. And then we'd have to go and, you know, watch everybody on Eddie's parade. And we would have to, you know, go back and go to study. Well, I had to go to study hall. I was a mandatory study hall guy. Hey, I, I, was, I was there too, bro. So you weren't the only one. There's been, see, I think I may have started that whole thing. Uh, my freshman year, <laughs> Dorian Henry and myself, we had to go to the football office and make sure we got our homework done. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. it worked out. I, I, I managed to be there for the whole four years and, and get the degree. So it worked out. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, you know, when I see some of the younger guys, you know, I, I have this big brotherly thing uh, and I just love seeing everything that's going on the family life, uh, the success and business and all that stuff. So I really appreciate you uh, just spending some time with this old guy and uh, going back down memory lane and, and talking about some football and uh, what's most important in our lives now, fatherhood. Oh, no, I, I appreciate it, James. And I, I saw, I listened to a couple of the podcasts going and I know you reached out to me a couple of months and then there was a couple of times I was like, do I want to do this? And I'm like, hit me up. I'm like, I want to do this. You're like, all right, let's do it. And then I'm like, and then I would sit there and I listen to another one. I'm like, you know what? I want to get on this. I want to do this. So I really appreciate it. It's, I think it's an awesome thing you're doing. Thanks, man. Um, and uh, it's actually connecting a lot of our old teammates yeah. are going on when you're putting this onto social media and people are listening to it and you see these people commenting and, it, you know, it's nice. I, I haven't heard from Kevin Fatur in a long time, so it was nice to hear his podcast. And, you know, this is a real, uh, it's a really nice, interesting and awesome thing you're doing, man. And it's, it's actually great to see you in person. Man, I, I appreciate you. I love you, Jerry. Uh, fond memories of our time together. And uh, I mean, hey, I know you got something going on pretty soon. So uh, with football, so I want to wish you uh, and the family all the best as you guys Thank you, man. get on the Thank road you. and uh, try to get this last win, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show. And I will, I'll see you soon. All right, James, take care. Always a pleasure. 
Thank you for joining this episode of Fatherhood and Football, a dad's thing production. We're finding and embracing our roles in fatherhood is a journey and one that we do not have to do alone. Please join us next Thursday for our next episode and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at A Dad's Thing for all your fatherhood-related content. You can also find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public.